You're listening to the Grow Further podcast, dedicated to helping you on your journey to get from where you are now to where you want to be. I'm Christy. I'm Ellie. And we are your hosts. Grow further with us starting now. All right, everybody, and welcome to the Grow Further podcast. We have a very special episode for you today because Ellie and I, once again, we're not alone this time. No, we're not. And not only are we not alone, we're together in the same building, but we also have a very special guest today. Yes. Yeah. Talk to us about a really important topic, and that topic is, what is coaching anyway? So, Melissa, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, yeah. Mel. Hi. <laughs> I'm so psyched to be here, Chris and Ellie. My name is Melissa Shrivestein. I am an executive coach certified with the ICF. I have a background in well-being and leadership, and I just love working with stressed out leaders and helping to empower them around their work and around their lives. I'm sure they love working with you too. Yeah. (laughs) Because we talk to a lot of people who are stressed at work, at home, whatever, but we're so excited that you're here. And I think one of the first things that we want to explore with you is how do you define coaching? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you're asking because I think there is a lot of, uh, miscommunication around what what coaching is. So I'm actually going to like refer to my notes here and read the ICF definition of coaching, the International Coaching Federation. So ICF defines coaching as partnering with clients. And I think that piece is important in a thought provoking and creative process that inspires them to maximize their personal and professional potential. Um, So really, it's an, it's an intentional conversation. Um, and I think that partnership piece is really, really important. Your, your, your coach, your executive coach, your leadership coach should be partnering with you in this process to help unlock your potential. So oh. some words that stuck out to me, inspiring, personal and professional, because that's what we're all about here at the Grow Further podcast. Right. And that idea about helping you achieve your full potential, because we all have some untapped potential that yeah. unless... Sometimes we have somebody help us see it within ourselves. It's hard to really unlock that. So yeah, that's exciting. You know, I'm I'm really curious because so you said something about stressed out leaders. I I I feel personally that it's safe to say that that being able to be a good coach is a competency that leaders should have and need to have. But can we talk about why coaching matters in general? Um, beyond the fact that it's a competency on a list of things that leaders should do, um, why does it matter? So many reasons, I think, why it matters, especially today in the 21st century where our leaders are in VUCA situations at all times. So we, we, our work environments are volatile, they're uncertain, they're complex, they're ambiguous. That's that VUCA acronym. And VUCA. we- Nicely done. So it's uh, from our old uh, working with, with soldiers days, uh, yeah. that term comes up. But you know, we need leaders that can manage in these environments. So we need leaders that are agile, that are resilient, um, that can- understand what the complexity is and kind of see the systems um, who can deal with ambiguity and who can um, help their teams deal with uncertainty and ambiguity. So to develop leaders that can kind of think on their feet in that way, um, who aren't so attached to a, a process, who are able to be flexible, we need to have leaders that can continue learning, that can be self-directed in their learning, that um, who really care about autonomy and building autonomy in their teams. And you, and, and, you know, leadership is really a team sport. Teams 
although this is different from like sport coaching, which we can talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, all teams need a coach. Leaders need coaches to kind of help them develop those skills. It's not necessarily, we're not necessarily born with these abilities, but we can grow them and nurture them. Um, and, and a lot of times partnering with a coach can really help you to do that. It's almost like, how do you even grow further without one? Yeah. Honestly, I mean, because they can help guide you. And Mel, when you were just talking, it was making me think of parents, you know, out there that might be listening. Like so much of that, you've got maybe kids and like a support system. That's your team. Yeah. Like how often are you seeing and noticing behaviors that could possibly in, be enhanced through coaching, doctors, nurses, police? I mean, I could just think of so many different, no matter what you do, no matter where you work, I feel like coaching is relevant not just in the corporate world. Would you agree to that or no? Am I off base? No, I, I think you're spot on, not just because I'm a coach and work as a coach either. I think you're it, spot on. I think we can all use that partner. I mean, we can't go at it alone. We need other people. And this is someone who's specialized, who can help you to develop some self-awareness through this intentional inquiry feedback process. And something you said um, I attached to, which is that a coach really... Um, it's not just about, I'm going to ask you a powerful question and you're going to respond and I'm listening to what you say. I mean, listening is a like full contact sport, really. So your coach should be noticing what's going on with you. How does your energy shift? How does your mm. tone change? What's happening underneath what you're saying, right? So, you know, if you asked about, um, is this a, is coaching a competency that leaders need to have? Yes, but all the leadership skills that allow you to be a good coach, I mean, that's what leaders need, being able to have um, focus and presence, right? Um, being able to stay curious and reserve, reserve judgment, uh, being able to give less advice and empower your teams and, and the, the techniques, the skills that help you do that, help you to be, I think, a better parent, a better partner, um, et cetera, et cetera. That sounds so different than the coaching that I grew up with. And I think that there's a lot of people listening that might be saying like the way they think about coaching is basketball, football, sport yeah. kind of things. Someone like, giving them the play versus allowing them to be part of it. Like asking a question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I can't hardly think of a time when coaches back then asked questions. It was very, very directive. So how would you help us understand the difference between coaching in that, like, as a kid or as an adult playing sports versus coaching as an adult, like, with another adult or somebody helping them to grow, like, what's the difference? Yeah. Well, okay, so let's let's break it down a little bit. When you're a kid and you're learning to do a sport or you're getting into ballet for the first time or yeah. it's not for me. Yeah. You know, th these are, your coach has the expertise. They, they have probably participated in the sport or they've learned about it. They understand the strategy. They That's understand the, the techniques and the building blocks there. So for, for coaching young people in something, you know, you, you might need to be more directive um, and say, okay, this is, I was a soccer player. So, you know, oh, you need to receive that pass with the inside of your foot and you need to turn to the right instead of the left there, right? Being really directive. Here's where you should be on the field. Well, coaching leaders is really different. We're coaching adults. Uh, you know, yeah. you're not going to get yeah. a buy-in um, from somebody on your team if you're just saying, do this, do this, do this. Not only that, but as a leader, if I'm only giving advice or direction, and what if um, I'm not in one day or, you know, something happens, I can't be there to micromanage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we know that we need to empower our teams to be engaged 
um, to really own the work, right? So it's just not going to work as a leader, first of all, being directive. It works in some situations, but that command control doesn't work. We need more savvy leaders, uh, more self-aware leaders. And so, um, yeah. Really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's a question then. What about people who will say, well, being directive or being direct is just a part of my personality. Can they too become an effective coach in your opinion? I hope so if they want to. I think if they have the awareness that sometimes that approach doesn't work or becoming aware that you might actually be limiting someone on your team's ability to really develop or you're not tapping into um, innovation that's required, right? Um, but I think everyone can develop these skills. But of course, like anything, you have to have a commitment. Yeah. You have to be willing to, to practice. You yeah. have to be willing to keep learning. But do you have to, you know, we know that a lot of times uh, we seek at, we seek coaching or we seek perspective from someone who has been through similar situations to us. So to be a good coach, do you have to have gone through what that person has gone through? Do you That's have really to have question, had the life actually. experience? Yeah. 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 One of the things I love about coaching is that you don't have to be the expert in the room as the coach. You give your coachee the gift of presence. You know, most of us in conversation are not like truly present. Oh, your body can person. be there, but your mind can be somewhere else. Yeah. I think that we've all felt that. And we know what it's like when somebody's present with us versus they're not. I think you want a coach who has some experiences. And there are people who are like, I'm in sales. I want an executive coach who's been in sales and who's mm -hmm. mastered that and has that insight. Mm -hmm. um, and I I think that makes sense for some for some people. But sometimes it's great to have somebody who hasn't had that same exact experience as you be be able to ask kind of the the tough hitting um, questions, the things that really make you pause and think. So, um, no, I would say you don't have to have that exact expertise. But as a coach, you do have to be willing to learn um, and keep learning about like kind of the, the the general field, the general area, right? You have to, you have have to do your homework. Yeah, you, you have, have to do, do your homework so you can it. relate yeah. to that person. Yeah. Well, and there's some transferable experiences that we all have, like a job interview. Mm -hmm. I just, a couple of weeks ago, a family member of mine had a job interview and I'm not a certified coach. I asked some questions though to help that person prepare and they were like, oh my gosh, I was so much better able to show up for that interview. Yeah. Um, just by having, again, just knowing it's about question asking and curiosity and being fully present to hear what they're thinking and feeling. And we're going to learn more about this from you. But it, it, I didn't just tell the person, this is what you want to do when you go in for that job interview. Yeah. This is what you want to say. I didn't do that. Yeah. And they appreciated it. Yeah. They had to come up with it. Then. They did. So, you, yeah. you know, sometimes it's helpful um, to, you know, when you, when you want to come with genuine curiosity for somebody else, if you know less, you can come with that genuine curiosity a little bit more. And it's coaches have to ask that additional question that sometimes we don't ask just in conversation. You know, we have to be willing to get down to what's the core value that's, that's driving this. What's, what's really important about this. And, and coaching is different from counseling or therapy. I was just going to ask that. Yeah. Because, because it's see, I mean, these are their cousins, right? Um, but as coaches, we're not digging into 
your family background, how'd you grow up? We're not talking about like attachment theory necessarily and things like sure. that, right? Good point. We might be, I like, I'm, I have a background in psychology and performance psychology. So that informs my approach and cognitive therapy informs my approach. Um, but coaches stay focused on forward, basically yeah. looking ahead. We might look in the rear view mirror, you know, check our mirrors, For make sure we're merging, you know, yeah. we're, we're not um, going to, hit anybody just to continue the, the driving <laughs> metaphor. I, I like, I like it. I'm but, with you in the I'm car. With you. I'm with you. Yeah. So, so we're staying focused, focused on, uh, on the future. And I think a lot of therapy is about like repair and healing and coaching is really about like striving. Okay. The next step. okay. So, you know, we would love to transition Mel into, you know, tips because uh, we, we love to give our listeners something actionable that they can do. So what are your best tips for anybody who's looking to be a better coach? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, if you really one, it's about like wanting to be a better coach, right? Like, as That's, I said, wanting, yeah. wanting yeah. to make that shift. Yeah. Um, willing to say, OK, I do. I don't have to be the expert here. I don't have to know all the answers here, I can get curious. So here's some tips. I mean, I think one, developing your ability to be present. And again, this mm. is good for you as a parent. It's good for you as a leader in whatever role you're in. Mm -hmm. That's um, a great point. But building your ability to attend, uh, reducing distractions when you're in conversation, really, frankly, like practicing meditation can be the best way to do that, even if it's two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes a day. Um, I really appreciate something actionable. Like, how do you actually enhance or get better at presence yeah. meditation that's one of those things just get better at being present like well what how do you do that like one of the ways is meditation yeah or mindfulness practice yeah yeah and I love that. another way is just deciding i'm going to be offline for 30 minutes a day and just putting that phone away locking it in a box um and being in whatever you're in without that pull to check your Makes notifications so and things like that. So mm -hmm. that's a couple ways you can develop presence. Um, suspending judgment. I mentioned that before. We, it, our brains want to judge and tell stories about what we're seeing, right? Like that's what our minds do. Fill They're in the gaps. Making in the absence of information. Yeah. yeah, Wheel of Fortune. It's a whole game about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like exactly. fill in the letters to make the words. Right. Yeah. And as you develop your ability to attend, you also may notice how often you make snap judgments about anything going on, what you see, what you hear. So can you suspend that judgment? Can you notice when you move to judgment? And can you replace that a little bit with curiosity? And frankly, one thing that's really helped me with stretching my curiosity, um, preparing for coaching sessions, becoming a better coach, is writing out a list of questions. So tell me more about that. So questions that you anticipate asking during the session or what questions yeah. that I anticipate asking, um, just any question that I might have, like how curious could I Can get? I be? How, Ooh, it doesn't, like you know, you a curiosity challenge. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for me. Yeah. I, I'll admit that because I, I think. I grew up very much feeling like, Ooh, asking a question, asking for help. Somebody might think I, don't know something or I can't do it. Yeah. So mm -hmm. stretching your ability to, um, to ask questions. There are plenty of resources like online where you can get a list of coaching questions. You can have those, you know, 
on your desk, you can have them at the ready so that you can just go to those. You don't have to memorize every, you know, it doesn't have to be that. You can have some questions that help you get going. Um, I really like the book, The Coaching Habit uh, by Michael Bengay Stainer. I'm probably pronouncing his name incorrectly, but he's got a list of like seven questions in that book that I think are really helpful for leaders to kind of get started in this. So developing your ability to be curious and ask questions. And with that kind of third tip here is, um, just can you stop yourself from asking, from giving advice? Can you stop oh, yourself ooh, from giving yeah. advice? That is so hard. Stop yourself from giving advice. Wow. So how do you do that? How do you flex that muscle or build that muscle, Mel, in the work that you do? Yeah, it's a great question. <laughs> um, and the way I would do that is to say, I love that you're asking that. Can we, can we brainstorm that a little bit? What would you do uh, mm. to stop asking advice as a leader? Oh, what would I do? That's, I think she just coached I think you. you just coached me. I, I just I think something happened right now. Just been goes <laughs> like she's not going to tell you. Yeah. She's going to ask you. That's my biggest takeaway right yeah. now. Honestly, is that it's less about telling and it's more about number one having the desire that you want to be a better coach. You've got to have that if you're going to do do anything differently. Being more present in the moment, and there's many different ways that you can do that. Mindfulness, meditation, putting your phone away for 30 minutes just to be your full self and limit those distractions that pull you away. Suspending judgment, I heard you say, like in the moment. And then lastly, but certainly not least, try to avoid giving advice and just sit in that state of curiosity and try to find questions that enable that person to better understand what could help them unleash their truest potential. Those can, are I, some... can I add one more thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. You're the expert here. Yeah. Give us all <laughs> of your tips. I think like, like again, an important skill or practice for any leader is being able to pause, you know, being able to slow down and being able to pause. And I think sometimes that's what it takes in these conversations because you will get people coming to you, even as a coach, right? Yeah. Asking for advice. I Clients ask me for advice all the time. So, you know, kind of resisting the temptation to be like, oh, oh I know reaction, it. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. How can I pause? How can I slow down? Giving that other person an opportunity to just think a little bit more. So it's more self-directed from them. I love that. That's Mel, huge. can you share with our listeners how they can stay in touch with you or they can find out more about you and the services you offer and what you have to, to offer them as yeah. a coach? Yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, so you can find me on LinkedIn. For sure. Yep. Um, and you can find me uh, at the, the leadershipprojectcoach.com. Leadershipprojectcoach.com. So my practice is called The Leadership Project. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, CVS is lucky to have you, yes. Mel. I've known we you are. for many years. Um, we should like have started with that. We should have started with me. This is, this is how we were able to procure such an awesome guest is because Mel and Chris go way back and... I'm I'm really grateful to have you as a colleague and friend now. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. I'm like just so thrilled to be here with you guys. Um, to be here with you, Chris. Yeah. And it's really, really special to have this conversation about something I'm passionate about with the two of you. And I'm passionate about learning more about it because I certainly want to be a bigger better coach. So stay tuned because we're likely to have another episode with Mel, but we just appreciate you and we're lucky to have you. So thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Well. Between now and then, everybody, grow just a little bit further. Take care, y'all. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for listening to the Grow Further podcast. If you'd like to help us grow further, please subscribe. And don't forget to let us know what you thought of today's episode.